professional help Libby had suggested. He hedged. Yeah. What'd you say? No. Jesus, you are one stubborn son of a bitch. I can see why Libby's tired of it and booted your ass. Stubborn son of a bitch. A family phrase. His normally sweet-tongued wife had hurled those words at him as she'd hurled a suitcase full of his dirty clothes on the front porch. Fucking great. I'm glad you're taking her side, bro. Quinn, man, no offense, but you suck as a husband. Embarrassment flared. Libby'd said that much, too. How the hell do you know? You've been married, what, zero times? Don't mean I can't see when something ain't working. Ben countered. Obviously, your marriage ain't doing so hot. I'd be more than happy to offer you red-hot tips to fire it back up. Tips from the guy whose last relationship barely passed the one-month mark? This ought to be interesting. No skin off my nose if you're too proud to accept help. But even as a single guy, I'm aware being a good husband is more than being a good provider. Yep. Quinn's spouse had also tossed that phrase at him. But the irony was... That street ran both ways. Libby ought to realize there was more to being a good wife than having supper on the table, maintaining a spotless house, and cramming his dresser drawers with clean clothes. Not that he'd say that to her, knowing how much it had hurt her feelings. Why hadn't Libby realized how deeply it had cut him when she'd carelessly flung those same words in his face? He sighed. Go ahead, Ben. Wow me with your golden marriage tips. First of all, you have to stop taking Libby for granted. I've never taken her for granted. Never. Fine, then. You gotta show her how much she matters to you. You gotta woo her. Woo her. Baffled, Quinn stared at his brother. How the hell am I supposed to do that? Act like you did when you were dating. Bring her flowers, wine and diner with candlelit dinners. Take her to the movies. Spend time making out and trying to cup a feel in the truck. Quinn leaned forward. I'm reminded you, I've been with Libby for 14 years. We started dating when we were 16. I married her the month after she graduated from college. We've been man and wife for nine years, so I'm a little rusty on my wooing skills. Then it's past time to brush up on them, Q. Because if you don't use them on her, you're going to need to use them on someone else. Shame burned, and he dropped his gaze to the table. Then I'm doomed. I've never done any of that romantic crap with her. Or any other woman. Libby was the first girl he'd dated. The first and only woman he'd had sex with. The only woman he'd ever wanted. The only woman he'd ever loved. And I'm about to lose her. Never? Ben prompted. Quinn shook his head. Libby's always been practical. That's one of the reasons I fell for her. She didn't need any of the superficial junk other girls did. She didn't expect me to be a rodeo star or go to trade school. She knew I'd never leave here because ranching is in my blood. She was fine with that. She wanted that life. Or so I thought. Things. No, Libby had changed in the last year. It had started out with small modifications, new furniture, 
repainting a room or two, hanging new draperies, trying out new recipes from faraway places. Then she'd started dropping hints about them doing couple activities. When Libby had returned to her job as the school librarian after summer hiatus, she went on a diet and lost 25 pounds. He'd always loved her curvy body, but she seemed happier thinner. She'd tossed out her old duds and bought new ones. Gone were the long denim skirts, loose shirts, bulky sweaters, baggy sweats, and oversized t-shirts she'd worn for years. Ditto for neutral colors. No, Libby. His Libby began wearing tight, low-cut jeans, clingy blouses that accentuated her ample chest, short skirts in vivid colors. Just as he was wrapping his head around those changes, she'd trotted off to Denver for a professional makeover. She'd chopped her long, honey-brown hair.